You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. Hello everyone, welcome along to the Nick Luck Daily. It is a Friday the 8th of December. Is that right, Jonathan Harding? I'm yes, certainly yeah, is. Good. We'll work that out between us. Yeah, Friday the 8th of December. It's day one of the Tingle Creek Festival. You can hear, I'm sure, some um, Christmas music blaring out in the background because it's got a very Christmassy feel to it. Uh, Jonathan Harding and I are, are, are sat. Uh, we were outside, but it was a little bit blustery. But in, in bright sunshine, really, um, which is good news for conditions today. Whether it's good news for tomorrow when the likely rain arrives, uh, we will see. Plenty to get through. We've got a trip to Hong Kong um, in here. We'll speak to Ed Crisford. We'll be speak, speaking to Lucy Wadham. Hearing from James Bowen, who rides Shishkin, of course, tomorrow. Um, but first of all, let, let's deal with this ground, because you've been busy typing away in the, in the press room, having spoken to Andrew Cooper. So what's he told you? Yeah, I tried to get an early ground update from Andrew this morning, and, and the news is that they're considering an inspection tomorrow morning. That's not absolutely guaranteed. They're going to see how the forecast develops throughout the day, but it looks as though we're going to be pretty set fair today. We didn't get too much rain on Thursday, but early doors Saturday morning, sort of between 3, 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., there could be up to 10 mil of rain, and given it's going to have been raced on today, we're already soft you'd expect them to inspect in those uh, in those uh, sort of with those conditions it looks likely that they're going to and of course that throws into doubt perhaps Constitution Hill if it does look like it's going to be attritional well I mean that's the thing if there, if there is an inspection uh, and we're dealing with genuinely heavy ground my gut feeling is that is that the horse won't run which is going to be a huge shame for the race that's not necessarily the case maybe he will run but I don't know if they're inspecting. I half wonder if Nicky Henderson just hopes they call the damn thing off because if he doesn't run, then you know we know that there will be some flat coming his way. Um, I don't know what you feel about that. My, my feeling is, in this instance, if we are here this time tomorrow and, and Constitution Hill isn't running, it, we should cut him some slack. This wasn't his intended target. It's a week closer to the, the Christmas hurdle, which will be run on better ground, and he was all set to go at Newcastle, so... I don't know, I don't feel this is a sort of an exact repeat of the, the Altior situation where he was disputing the going, etc. I, I, think, I think this one is a, is a little bit more understandable. But let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Would you be, you'd be surprised if he lined up, wouldn't you? A little bit, you know, given it's going to be testing today. If they get all of that rain, 10 mil, you'd expect it to be very testing. And why would you start him in a race like that, given he's got his target coming up the Christmas hurdle it's fair we're getting fairly close to that already mm. um, it, you've got to treat these things case by case that you there's a bit of an impression that maybe Henderson's a bit too careful with these horses he wraps them up with cotton wool I think a lot of that is imagined at this point I think he has set out his stall very clearly and he's been very transparent they all want to run Constitution Hill tomorrow they will if they can but he's not going to start a horse of that caliber or horse of any caliber on ground that he doesn't believe is perfectly suitable. Attritional is was his words, and I think that's probably fair enough given he has this other target coming up. It'll be great to see him, but we might just have to wait a couple of weeks. Um, just just on, on, on that race, while we're touching on it, you were making the point to me that, of course, you want the, the, the top-rated horse to run in it. Um, 
That said, it's it's a fascinating race, particularly the two mares in it, the enigma that is currently Shishkin. Yeah, absolutely, and I think those two mares are really interesting in You Wear It Well and Love Envoy, because You Wear It Well is almost Love Envoy a season ago, the upwardly mobile mare. They're going to meet several times this season, that pair. You'd think at Warwick, you'd think in the mare's hurdle at the Cheltenham Festival. Of course, Love Envoy ran so well behind Honeysuckle in that race this year, while you wear it well won the mayor's novices at the festival race love envoy won last time so you can kind of see the similarities between the two love envoy is obviously ahead at the moment on ratings but we don't know just how good you wear it well could be uh, she's certainly the upwardly mobile one there and look at the yard form with jamie snowden so i'm interested to see how those two uh, compare squaring off for the first time and as for shishkin who knows <laughs> i mean hopefully hopefully he starts without a hitch i'm sure he will um, and then if you take the, the bare form of over hurdles that he's got in the book, he could be bang there, couldn't he? It would be a great story if he, if he were to win. But I, I sense this is, this is simply a get him to start, get him round nicely, and then bigger targets ahead. I probably foolishly think he might go quite well, and I'm convinced he'll start, so there we are. Well, talking of Shishkin, the man taking the ride is, is going to be James Bowen, who joins me now. I'm sure you're looking forward to getting on him, James. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, I schooled in there yesterday, seen in good form, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Obviously, you know, he, he had his quirks last time, that the cheek pieces went on because of what he can do in the race. They perhaps didn't help at the start. When you sit on him, what do you sort of what do you feel underneath you regards his mentality? He gives you no sort of. Um, no sort of indication that he's going to do it. I think that's probably why it's a bit of a surprise when when it happened at Sand uh, um, Ascot. Um, like I worked him as well in Newbury before he was meant to run at Ascot, and um, yeah, he he's never shown that for, to me anyway. And uh, yeah, that's why it comes a bit of a surprise. But we'll be on the ball tomorrow, and hopefully, yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be be all alright. Is there sort of an official plan for the for the start? Obviously, you're going to be aiming towards the stands. So maybe that's a plus. But is there? Do, do you do you know in your mind how you're going to approach it, or i.e. do you not want to leave it up to him? If you see what I mean. I think there'll be someone down there from. I think maybe George Daly might be down the start, the assistant, mm. and uh, I think if we can leave him alone um, as much as we can, we'll probably be the best. And if he starts playing up, then obviously he can come and give us a hand. But um, I think ultimately it's trying to just be, be nice and coax out of him if, if that does happen uh, rather than trying to get angry with him, I think. Mm. Uh, how's he going to fare over two miles over hurdles, do you think? Uh, it's going to be a test of stamina on that ground tomorrow. Obviously, Sandam gets hard work. Um, like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be more like a two and a half mile race anyway around there tomorrow so um, that should be in our favour uh, he's, he's pretty versatile ground wise so um, look, we could we could be flat out from the fit, for, for the first mile and um, he'll probably be coming home but um, yeah I think hope, hopefully he can run well yeah appreciate your time James good luck thank you I'm uh, pleased to say that um, joining me on the podcast is Noel Feely who's got syndicate horses running out their skins at the moment and, and you've got an exciting weekend ahead should we should we start with the obvious one Noel thanks for your time and, and that is La Vendoire. Um 
it, look, it, it, it's great. She's taking on a, a horse like Constitution Hill. How are you feeling? Yeah, really. I'm forward to getting her started. Um, obviously, it's her first run of the season. Um, taking on Constitution Hill probably isn't ideal, but uh, you know, someone's got to take him on, and we have to start somewhere. The race is for her. Uh, this side of Christmas are few and far between, so there's not loads of options for her. And um, yeah, we've got to go there. And she's been great for her and been training brilliantly. So um, all systems go. I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, just in, in the fact she's taken on the other mayor, I think makes it a hugely exciting race. Constitution Hill aside, do you, um, if if of course he runs, which I think is, is still ever so slightly up in the air, um, given the rain that might fall tomorrow, where do you feel she'll be fitness-wise here, in particular given the fact that a, a mayor like you wear it well is going to be fully race fit? Well, she's in out every year. Um, so her record fresh is very good. Um, so Harry says she's training better than she's probably ever trained for her first run of this season. So um, I'm not too worried about her fitness. I think she's fit enough to run a big race. Yeah. Uh, where do you, I mean, ultimately, are you working back from a mare's hurdle or is that very much up in the air depending on how she performs? Yeah, obviously the mayor's hurdle is the big target for her again this season. Um, she ran a mighty race in it last season, just got touched off by Honeysuckle. Uh, what a race it was between the two of them, but um, yeah, that's, that's obviously her, her goal again this year to go there. And um, what she does a couple of races for her straight after Christmas, and we'll all be gearing everything towards mayor's hurdle at Cheltenham, yeah. Um, the opener, what are we expecting from Helmwine? Helwyn, um, nice horse. We like him a lot. Uh, very good race again. Nicky Henderson's got another very hot um, <laughs> looking novice in um, Will Mount. Looked very good at Newbury. Uh, was, was it Newbury? It was Newbury one, wasn't it? Um, he looks pretty good. He won his bumper as well last year at Doncaster. Um, but look, we like our lad a lot. He was very good in the bumper of Fast Lass. Ran a very good race. At, you talks at her. Um, in another bumper where the farm has worked out well and then he went and won his novice hurdle at, um, at Warwick the other day so again look, we're hoping, hoping for a very good run from him and, and, and if it is if it is heavy ground no concerns there he'll run I don't think so with any of these young horses you don't you don't know an awful lot about them until you try some of these things I think he's okay he's by walking the park mm. Um, out of a centre-sense mare so he should on pedigree he should go on the ground but um, kind of you don't know until you try it was fairly soft when he won the other day at Warwick it was actually quite soft when he won his bumper so I think he'll be okay um, but he won't have encountered ground as soft as this so but none of them probably will so um, mm. we just have to sometimes you have to run these young horses and, and find out these things about them Yeah you must love running against Nicky Henderson horses because Insurrection's doing it against South of the Border Yes, Nicky has a very strong team of um, <laughs> novices and, and everything, really. But uh, this time of year, Nicky Henderson is very strong. So, um, But look, we give it a go. Um, we've got a couple of nice horses there, I think, with Insurrection Hill win. Obviously, love in by run. So, look, they're all in good form. So, we, we have to go somewhere. We have to take them on. Um, anything else you can tell me about about in, insurrection? Whatever happens here, sort of how you how you see the future developing? Do you you obviously see him? The, the team see him as a two and a half miler for first time at it. Yeah, again, he was a pilot point winner. Um, I think two and a half miles is is 
you know, well within him. He won over two first time, but I think we're probably worried going over two first time with him. Would it be far enough? I think two and a half should be about right for him. Um, but again, he's like like I was saying about Hillwin, we're not sure how he will cope with ground as soft as this until we run him at it. Um, but he's a horse we like a lot. Uh, he won very well first time, and um, I, think, I think he's fairly decent. So we'll see how we get on today. Thanks, Noel. Good luck. All the best. Very good. Thanks, Tom. We should uh, uh, just confirm that the um, ROA Horse of the Year yes. is Constitution Hill. No great surprises there amongst the list of winners. No, I mean, he's he was been the standout horse, hasn't he, over jumps. He's done everything asked of him. He's not just done everything asked of him. He's done it in a visually quite incredible way. I'd have loved to have seen him over fences like everybody because I'm insatiable like all racing fans and want to see him do everything and run over every distance and dance every dance but he's yeah he's going to take all the beating isn't he in the champion hurdle and um, regardless of what he does before then I think he's going to be around for a long time potentially uh, you weren't there were you at the awards too? no I missed out on that one yeah. great shame it's award season I can't, you can't get all of them you can't do them all no you can't do them I'm, people have tried <laughs> they have with mixed results you, you'd struggle um Incidentally, I, I, again, I, I must reference the, the ongoing Christmas music, but this is an all-timer. East 17's um, stay now uh, with the with the white get-up they're all in. It's it's frankly the best best there is going. It's, it's in the fairy tale of New York territory, isn't it? It's up in that top bracket. Yeah, yeah. Now the the 1228 at Huntington on the 25th of November caused a bit of a stir because um, Gavin Sheehan was uh, duly banned and the horse wasn't allowed to to run for 40 odd days. Lucy Wadden was re- received a a, um, a hefty fine the appeal was yesterday it was successful which means Gavin can now take up his rides tomorrow which is all, all very good news uh, and indeed today um, I, I, I sort of feel that this is what everyone expected that the appeal would be successful I think so and, and it hasn't raised too many eyebrows that it was a successful appeal I certainly from Lucy Wadden and Gavin Sheehan went in there thinking that they had a very good chance of overturning it I think quite rightly it's just one of those where the stewards have got to deal with the evidence on the day. They have to deal with it at a reasonable pace as well. They don't have the gift of... Obviously, they look at several replays and everything else, but they don't quite have the time to stew on it as you do when you're going into an appeal. Um, I don't think it was... You know, They've not gone out of their way to make the wrong decision. It's just one of those that could go either way, I think. But there is that fine line, isn't there, between a considerate and respectful ride and one that falls foul of the rules because... They haven't asked for appropriate effort, but I think the the trainer, when the trainer's coming out and saying, I was actually really pleased with the ride and these are the mitigating circumstances, you always think they've got a leg to stand on in an appeal and cert proved. And it's great for Gavin Sheehan as well, obviously, Mm. just with the the form he's in and with the rides he's got to look forward to, hopefully tomorrow, uh, inspection (laughs) pending, but he's he's got some uh, great opportunities coming up. Here's Lucy Wadham. I think we were as confident as you could be going into it, um, but you never quite... We were so astonished at what happened in the first place that you never quite know what's going to happen. Um, but we had a very fair hearing, and um, Gavin was very excellent with his with his evidence, explaining what he was doing at every stage of the race. And um, and it was, we, you know, as, as the hearing went on, we, we, we felt... Yeah, it was going the right way. Mm. So, so take me back a couple of weeks there. When, when initially 
um, the, the 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 verdict came out from the stewards. It's about what, what you you were just stunned, were you? Or you it, it, it never on your mind that it could possibly be that that was ever going to be the case. Absolutely stunned. Uh, you know, we were thrilled with the run. Um, obviously, you know, we could see the horse hadn't jumped as well as we'd have liked, and that that was the issue really. You know, it just never got into that jumping rhythm that you like to see, and you know. We were hoping to track the favourite and, um, you know, make a move if we were good enough. And that's what all went out of the window after three hurdles, you know, um, because he was sort of, you know, driving at them and so on. So um, we were absolutely astonished. Uh, I mean, the only thing you can say is that the stewards do have to make their mind up very quickly on the day. And when we went in and they took us through the race, it was a 10-minute sort of inquiry, I suppose. And... They, I, we did feel they just weren't listening to what we said. I mean, we said exactly the same thing yesterday in the appeal, but obviously expanded on it. But, um, but, but that we were being heard yesterday, while in the original appeal they just wanted to get it done and dusted. They decided before we went in what their what their the outcome was going to be, and therefore, you know, they just they just didn't have time to listen to what we were saying. So how, how does it make you feel, Lucy, about the overall process? Because it sounds like you're very positive about events yesterday for obvious reasons, but the. the how do you feel about the, the the process, if you like, from start to where we are now? I feel that they need, uh, at jumping meetings at least, they need somebody who's a little bit more knowledgeable about jumping. Hmm. And, um, you know, in the old days we'd have a, some, you know, some amateur stewards together with the uh, steward secretary. The steward secretary would guide them on rules, but you'd have some amateurs who had probably ridden in races themselves who are horsemen and would be able to interpret what was going on, um, if you like, from a horseman's point of view. And then they would be guided by whether, you know, they were, the rules were being um, adhered to by the steward secretary. But, but unfortunately, that system seems to have gone out the window, but it was a very good one. Okay, just on to, to today and, and tomorrow, you've, you've got um, a few in at, at Sandown. Um, what, what can we expect today from uh, Will Sting and Midnight Mary? Well, they're in great form. Um, obviously, we're dropping Wilsting back in trip, but we felt um, in this kind of these kind of conditions that would be a, a good move. Um, and um, you know, he, he loves his jumping, so I, I think he'll enjoy the track. Um, so you know, we're, 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 he did need the run um, at Lingfield, and he's obviously should a bit fitter today. Um, Mid- Midnight Mary, she's um, a very consistent mare. You know, she doesn't win very often, but she seems to always somehow get into the frame. And, and you know, I hope that she'll manage that again today. And and pretending an Arcoob tomorrow, pretending looks to have a, a half-decent shout. Yes, I I, um, I mean, she was, funnily enough, she did she did exactly what, um, say, Knights was doing at Huntingdon. And when she fell at Fakenham, mm. she just launched at the hurdle. But we've schooled her a couple of times since. Her jumping is really good at home. Um and you know she's a lovely filly who's strengthened up a lot from last season so very excited about her um and um our coup you know won last time at sad obviously the ground's going to be a lot worse tomorrow um i wouldn't say he'd be in love with the ground but he seems to cope with it um and he does love sander lucy glad it all worked out yesterday thanks for your time thanks very much okay to hong kong we go um, first of all, let's hear from Ed Crisford, who uh, trains a runner West Wind Blows in the big one on Sunday, the Hong Kong Vars. 
know, there's, there are some very good horses in the race. Um, you've got the Raven Philly, Warm Heart, who finished second in the Breeders' Cup for the Amers and, and won the Prix Vermeer and Yorkshire Oaks. And you've got a very good Japanese three-year-old who um, they, they're saying is sort of a very, very good horse and didn't run in the Japan Cup. They didn't want to take on Equinox. So they're sort of running him here. Um, that's sort of a lot of the talk, talking point. And then you've got some good European runners like uh, Junko as well. So, you know, he's got to find um, a couple of pounds on them, for sure. Um, but, you know, if he sort of runs his Caulfield Cup, um, what sort of level he ran in the Caulfield Cup, there's no reason why he can't I'll be very contested. He travels well, and, he, and the mile and a half is showing that um, is really what he wants. I mean, his last rate run at Flemington over 10 furlongs just didn't, it, it just, you know, didn't really, wasn't run to suit him, basically. Um, so we just put a line through that, but it's definitely showing now the more he's relaxing and his training and he's maturing, um, he is showing he's probably, you know, 12 furlongs and more would be his great, is good for him. Is Nick Luck behaving himself? I haven't actually seen that yet, but I, I, will, I will hunt him down. Mm, good. Well, it would be nice for him to hunt you down, really, given that I'm having to call you in Hong Kong when he's there. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there, we go. there you go. I, I, just, I just think it's a bit hard. <laughs> Listen, much appreciated. Good luck on Sunday. Brilliant. All right, Tom. Thank you. What's caught your eye, captured your imagination, Hong Kong-wise? Yeah, a few things. Um, the first is Aidan O'Brien seems to have sent over, well, in his words, his strongest team ever, and it certainly looks like it with you know, the likes of uh, Warm Heart in there and Luxembourg as well. So I think he's, he could have a good day. Uh, the other one that's slightly more left field is a horse called Lims Kosciuszko, mm. and I think I've got the pronunciation right after studying some you, race replays uh, this morning. I think you nailed the, the pronunciation, yeah. And look, he's going to be an outsider in the Hong Kong Mile, but I, I've, wrote about, I've written about this today in the, the front runner uh, that he could potentially be Singapore's final champion horse and final horse campaigned internationally after it was announced in June that Singapore racing would simply cease to operate as mm. of October 2024 and I remember the the shock and the the sadness around that decision and a, a great deal of fallout as to why it happened I did some writing on it at the time but it's slightly as it would fallen out of the news cycle a little bit because you think it's sort of happening over there but I th it's a big story and for the trainer Dan Meager to be the, the man responsible for Singapore's final international runner is I think quite significant and it's important to mark because there's a nice symmetry here because Singapore was once described as Hong Kong's little brother. It was upwardly mobile, it had an international meeting, betting turnover was good, protected tote, Cranji Racecourse was state of the art, it had all these things in its favour and now we face a situation whereby through a lack of government support and land shortages and a myriad of factors but basically it wasn't backed in the way it ought to have been and now it's going to disappear as of next year which is very sad mm. but hopefully you know we're we like the romantic story it would be lovely if he if he went and did it it's probably unlikely and the trainer would agree but uh, it's good to see a, a singapore runner there on, on a big meeting like that all right uh here's charlotte 
Now, Tom, as you know, I've been in Newmarket this week for the Tassels December Mayor sale, and there's been some remarkable stories. We heard about Rogue Millennium from Rishi on Wednesday's show, and of course, Steve and Becky Hillen had an amazing result with Via Sestina, having bought her for just 5,000 guineas as a yearling, and five years on, sold her for 2.7 million. Now, these stories are incredibly rare. However, just a few days on, we might have found our next one. Francois Buzon of Aura des Embruns joins me now. And Francois will come in a minute to the all-important Lot 154 at the Arcana Breeding Stock Sale on Saturday. But first, just explain your backstory and how you got into racing and, and into breeding. Um, so basically, I, I got into uh, horse racing because of my wife. So it might be the, the best reason for, for doing so. Uh, so in fact, my, my wife um, uh, was first passionate about uh, jump uh, jumping horses. And then after uh, our academic curriculum, um, uh, went to uh, for one year uh, uh, working for uh, Alain Royer Dupré. Uh, as uh, as assistant uh, before uh, starting its uh, her sorry her um, uh, breeding activity uh, in Nantes so in the west uh, of France and so we uh, so we started to to breed with um, I would say a, a very small uh, uh, investment so it was a, a property that was uh, uh, I would say to start from scratch with no with no horses with no clients um and we and we and we increased the the, the number of mares uh, uh year on year so we have now 15 to, to 20 mares approximately but are um, um for i would say basically most most of them are split uh between us and uh, and clients but uh, are more or less now uh, uh, friends and, and partners because we split uh, all, all the times the mare in four parts in four pieces um, and so it's the way we, we started and are now uh, uh, doing uh, doing our breeding uh, breeding business in uh, in Nantes. And I believe you've seen plenty of success already with uh, with some of the national hunt horses you've bred at, at the very highest level. Yeah, we, we had the chance to breed uh, uh, Punch Nante, who won the, the Group 1 uh, Ferdinand Dufort, and also Zarkareva, who, who did also well uh, uh, at Group 1 level. Uh, so it was two, two major uh, success for, nous, for, for us. And, um, and we, we are now more focusing on, on flat races, uh, and I would say that on on the flat business, we are more successful uh, uh, right now on on the sales uh, with uh, with good success uh, uh, buying small small prices uh, uh, mares and uh, and uh, selling uh, them afterwards for uh, uh, for a good multiple. Yeah, and a mare that certainly fits that bill is Adlon Rose, who you're selling at the Arcana Breeding Stock Sale on Saturday as lot one five four. That name might not mean a huge amount to some of our listeners. However, I'm pretty sure they'll all know her half-brother, Ace Impact. And she's also carrying, even better, a three-part sibling to him by Cracksman. Now, just just tell us how you came about her. Yeah, so... Um... So, so there is a part of of, of luck, huh? but but we but we intend to to select the mare by by spending a lot of times looking at the at the sales catalog. And in fact, 
Wismer was uh, racing uh, in, in climbing horses in uh, in climbers uh, in climber uh, races, sorry, and um, and I I watched uh, um, two or three times, but I thought the price the price was too too expensive. Actually, it was uh, it was for for twenty twenty k, and. Um, Just before the the two two or twenty one breeding stock sales, um, uh, the horse called called Alessandro, who is a brother of uh, Adlon Rose, um, won uh, in a very good style in Cannes uh, for Jean Claude Rouget, um, and was uh, expected to be black type afterwards. Um, so I thought we couldn't. Uh, Ford uh, Vismer, who was by Nathaniel, which is a good, uh, a very good stallion and a good broodmare uh, sire. Uh, she was a winner. Uh, the, the, the first mare was also black type and had already produced uh, two other black types, at least at level, but it was, uh, it was black type, uh, so it was good. So we thought we, we couldn't afford her, and, uh, and uh, in the end, we were. Uh, Alone against the, the, the seller, and we and we were able to uh, to buy her for uh, for ten thousand uh, euro, which was uh, not much money uh, for this pedigree. Um, and and then we 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 bred her with uh, uh, with Zelzal uh, because we <laughs> we intend also to to look at what the what the trainer of the family uh, uh, likes, and we know that Jean Claude Rouget. Uh, Uh, like Zelzal, so because he trained uh, uh, the this stallion, so we went to uh, to Zelzal, and uh, we we have a nice filly uh, out of Zelzal. And then this year, uh, Adlon was uh, expected to be covered by uh, by Mishrif, and unfortunately, the horse uh, couldn't uh, perform the, the the breeding season due to an injury. Uh, so on the last minute uh, decision, we. Uh, We decided to uh, to send her to uh, to Cracksman. And that decision was it made after Ace Impact um, made his debut because he won in January, didn't he? Yeah, so it gave yeah, you time. Yeah, yeah, he, he made his debut in Cannes, in Cannes, and 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 Cannes, and um, he he made it in a very proper way. And when we were looking at the at the tracking uh, times, uh, he. He did the, the the race in uh in like I would say in a group two level potential horse, so we were really uh, uh, really enthusiastic and um, it was funny <laughs> because when we met Jean Claude Rouget uh, um, in uh, at the, the breeding sales in uh, 2022, uh, we asked him the how was the the, the cracksman. Uh, um, Uh, brother of uh, of Adlan Rose, and he was saying, uh, "Well, he's he's doing what we uh, what we ask him to do, <laughs> and not more." <laughs> so, so it was not much uh, not much to uh, I would say to uh, to nurture our uh, our plan, our um, mating plans, and uh, yeah, he, he made very very good debut. So, uh, so then we we decided to uh, to replicate the cross cracksman uh, 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 with with his family. And just how exciting has it been for you and for your wife to to watch Ace Impact yeah. do what he has this year, yeah. having her at home? Well, it, it has been really exciting because uh, it is a debut in Cannes, which is not, I would say, the the perfect uh, race uh, race path to 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 start a classic uh, a classic horse. 
but then in Bordeaux he won in a really uh, really nice manner and then every time he did it with a lot of class so um it's when you know when when you when you look at the races it's it's of course it's very important to win to to have them win but when when they are making uh it the way he did it's absolutely fantastic because it provides you a, a lot of emotion when he won the jockey club it was uh, really really re- it was really good and really it's it's a really a very uh, strong uh, emotion and imp- visual impression as well so, uh, so it was very good as well f- well for us and also for our partners because we have two two two, two friends that are that have uh, also uh, a share of this mare so uh, it's also uh, um something that we can share together so it's also uh, uh, something nice yeah i'm sure it'll be very special for all of you and just what will your feelings be like do you think on the day of the sale on saturday do you get nervous yeah well it's it's a little bit weird because uh, of course we have some some pressure because uh, you never know what will happen the the, the mayor just just arrived a few hours ago uh, uh, in Deauville and you know with horses everything can happen there can be an accident there can be everything so uh, of course you are always a little bit under pressure um we we hope it will be uh, i would say a happy end uh financially speaking but it's also uh, the end and uh, and when you are uh, uh, so lucky as we are to 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 have in your box uh, uh the the sister of uh, of the Cartier award or of the year maybe it will happen only once in our life so it's uh, I would say we are not a little bit sad, but but it's a mixed uh, a mixed feeling uh, anyway, anyway because it's a really really extraordinary story. So so it's when it when when it's the end, it's a little bit uh, uh, a little bit difficult. I would say <laughs> it's it's a very extraordinary story. And will you be continuing to try and replicate this at the sale? Will you be looking for more? Yeah, so we so every, every time we, we are looking uh, uh, at the, the at the sales and at the pedigrees, but this time I would say it's a little bit more tricky because when you had one the chance to, to find such a such a mare, um, you know now when I was looking at the catalog, I was thinking, okay, is there a chance that this mare uh, happens to be uh, the, the the sister of uh, the next uh, top class uh, horse of uh, <laughs> 224 so it makes the exercise a little bit more difficult now <laughs> but you... we but we intend to buy maybe we, we don't buy a lot so we will buy maybe two mares uh, maybe three but but not much not much you've certainly set, set the bar very high for yourselves but um Francois, <laughs> thank, thank you so much for talking to me and best of luck on saturday i'll be following online closely yeah thanks a lot thanks bye bye Jonathan, do you have a, a tip for me today? I certainly do, and I'm, I'm keeping it close to home at Sandown with Fast Buck in the Handicap Chase at 150. So he chased home third time lucky over course and distance in February. Two pound lower mark today, and I think he ought to go fairly close. It, it incidentally is a very strong car today at Sandown. We've got a couple of, of graded races, um, and 
I guess south of the border at Insurrection is a, is a race that is going to um, gather plenty of interest because in particular the, the Nicky Henderson novice hurdler I think is one that's considered a, a real top notcher and we know what the type of horse that Nicky has unleashed here before. Yeah, and this is a, a really informative card. Obviously, the Tingle Creek tomorrow is the, the main event, but there have been some seriously good horses have, have won this race, that 150. Seymour uh, Business being one, Neptune Collange being another. Paul Nichols is... I'm, gonna, I'm, so, I'm, I'm on racing TV in about 20 minutes, and they're all coming out today like I've done the work. Is that all right? Well... Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to say like I've done the work myself. Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's Paul Nichols has many and various records and the umpteen King Georges. It might not be his proudest achievement, but I think he would be winning this race for a record sixth time should Insurrection be successful. And to have won it with his first Gold Cup winner and Grand National winner suggests to me that he he rates Insurrection reasonably highly. Um, and then also he's got Stay Away Fay, of course, in the in the other Grade Two on the card who looked. I mean we're talking. We're far too early talking about the Cheltenham Festival, but cut to six to one for the Brown Advisory after one start over fences probably tells you what you need to know. It's never too early to talk about the Cheltenham <laughs> Festival. We all know that. Um, great stuff. Jonathan, thank you. Enjoy your day. going to be drier today than, than I think tomorrow. Thanks to everyone at home for listening. Uh, don't forget, Charlotte will return uh, later on with the Saturday edition. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.